anyway, been a, been, I mean, it's been what, nearly a month, I think, mate, since we last sat down. It has. We definitely need to get a wee bit better at this. Um, I've just had fucking... I'm not even going to get into it, but you know you know the score. I've had a, a few things to deal with in recent weeks that have required attention that have just made this no really plausible. And, you know, you took a well-earned break as well, I think. You know I mean? Aye, for sure, mate. Went and took some mushrooms in a forest that was fucking... It was <laughs> it was good, but it was, like, well-earned, actually. Like, then, like, I think I'd done, like, nearly 20 days on the bounce um, and gone shooting stand-up comedy on a Friday and a Saturday night with a fucking five-day week, Monday to Fridays... Just when you take on too much, you don't even realise it. You just think, oh, that's going to get me two grand. This is going to get me this. And that will see me through to Christmas. And then you're like waking up with fucking tonsillitis and a chest infection. And then you're just like, I've just ran myself into the fucking grunt here. Aye. So a bit of, bit of a thing about, I mean, I've spoke about it plenty before, but just having to edit and you just need to tell yourself where to stop. Like, mm-hmm. I'm actually getting used to... This is another thing that you just get used to. Self-employment is having work there that needs done, Aye. but not doing it right now. Like, if I work usually in work, you would be like, here's my workload mm-hmm. for the day, and I'll get that done the day, and I'll feel satisfied when I leave. But um, you you can't, like, I was doing shit, like waking up at six in the morning and editing, and then seeing clients for 10 to 8 o'clock at night, and it's like, I can't do that. No, that's no, that's no sustainable. Is that, Instagram you know, would tell you it is, mate. Like you know, side hustle and have it all. Push. But um, no, it's not sustainable at all, mate. Um, so I've, I'd made the decision to just no expand my books for like three months. I'm training. Mm-hmm. I'm back in. Not even just like my weekly training that I keep doing ongoing. I've uh, started doing mail certificates and the CBT that I'm doing to go onto like different levels. Yeah. Um, and I can't do that. Study classes and fucking you know everything, everything else that i've been up to there so. are fucking limits in there you know what i mean for like, sure mate definitely like <clears throat> aware of that after you know recent events and stuff like that you know what i mean like, but i it's a lot's been on in the meantime um i think probably like the one that jumped out the most at me is i know we don't talk about football a lot but obviously the whole newcastle thing um mate i fucking hell obviously it's a it's a bit of a weird one. I mean, the, the the Premier League has become... I mean, it was already a bit pantomime in terms of just the absolute pornographic amounts of money that were thrown about in the, the you know, the lax standards for who gets to throw that money about and when. Mm-hmm. Um, but I... Bringing in the Saudi royal family when they're just openly killing their own citizens in other countries and stuff like that, amongst all sorts of other stuff, is just... To me, it's just absolute madness. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, there was people there that, as well, like, d- did you see the videos? Like, they went, I mean, they were out in the streets celebrating. I kind of blame Newcastle fans in a sense, you know what I mean? Like, it's every, like, fans, for a fan's perspective, it's every fan's dream that some billionaire rocks up and wants to start throwing money about in your club. You know what I mean? Like, so there's a sense in which I kind of blame them. You know what I mean? Like, they've no one out and solicited this, you know, particular owner or whatever, you know what I mean? Like, it's just something that's happened and they're there. So I, somebody comes into Celtic and starts throwing a hundred million quid about, there's probably an extent to which I'm going to be happy, you know what I mean? So Aye. I'm not too hard on them in that respect. They don't make the rules about who should and shouldn't own a football club. I agree. I don't think Celtic fans would have been out in the streets. I think there would have been protests, mate. I mean, just the, just the fact that we, we don't even like people that vote Tory on the board and we protest that. I think if the Saudi Royal Aye. family, I genuinely think that Celtic, there's a there's a portion of the Celtic support 
and they seem to be the real fanatical people that are quite socially aware. What I found really interesting is but how... protests very rarely make any difference to the actual business of the board, you know what I mean? Absolutely, like, but the I think that we would be being like, we're not happy about this. But what I think I there definitely would be fans out there that were like that, but I don't know that it would necessarily change an awful lot. I don't lot. think it would change it. Nah, I mean, know no that... Um, it, how many times did the Newcastle fans try and uh, protest Mike Ashley? Aye. But, I mean, there, there was a lot of Newcastle fans and, and seeing a lot of commentary pre the takeover about how Ashley was like unethical and mm-hmm. his business practices, but then they're you know, cheering. It was a weird one. I was sitting looking at it thinking about how people's morals go to the windy when there's a real life advantage to a lack of morality. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's quite quite a funny one that, like, they want to be... It's very, like, Newcastle's one of the places where, like, Liverpool, Glasgow, where people claim to be really socially conscious, mm-hmm. but then they're pretty much out fucking celebrating Adolf Hitler taking another fucking football club. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, in a modern... This is the thing. I think we're, like, only a few steps away from, like, an actual fucking Bond villain. Like, you know, taking our, you know, whatever, Liverpool and, like, building a lair underneath Anfield. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like... Uh, you know, we're no, we're no far off that as it stands. I to think be honest for, with you, for, like it's all right for us to <clears> sit <throat> and sort of like, but sit and point at it. But I'm, I, I'm, I agree with you, mate. Like Newcastle fans are just celebrating their football team, um, getting a new owner and people that are going to invest in the club and maybe. But like the the English Premier League thing, which is just basically like like you're saying, like buying sort of victory and, and football's kind of like losing it's yeah so we've spoke about this a lot like i think a couple of times not a lot but football's kind of losing its purpose where it came from and now definitely it's in just, this country mate, it's pantomime Aye. it's total pantomime now like it's people are football teams were always grassroots they were always about their communities and i mean what do these people they don't not give a fuck this no. is basically like dick measuring they're wanting to take on these projects and yeah. win a european cup it's like it's like people that go online and talk about how they took fucking uh, Plymouth Argyle to the Champions League final football manager, but <laughs> with billions of pounds. But not only that, like murder and tyranny sitting yeah. behind it. It's, Aye. It, What's going on in places like Yemen and all the rest of it? And we're just like, and you come, and I think it's probably like, kind of partly like, the, the sort of cherry on the cake, the state of the Premier League in England is in the new. You look at the, this whole... Pandora Papers thing that came out recently and it was like... I've seen this... The UK's... And like hashtags, but I've got any idea so like, so so tax mean, dodging and it's right. the same as the... What was the one the other the, year? The, the Panama like, Papers the Panama and David Papers. Cameron and all that were in. So same who was implemented stuff. this time? Pretty much everybody. I mean, it was one of the ones where I think even guys like the Financial Times and that when they were reporting they were a bit like, oh, fuck this shit again. You know what I mean? Like, um, mm. Where obviously nothing gets done with by. The country is essentially a money laundering vehicle for foreign money. You know what I mean? Like no. guys in, you know, Saudi and Qatar and all these places where they realise that their natural resources are running low or finite. And, you know, buying a Premier League club allows you basically to kind of just move your money out of the country before the bottom falls out of it all together and, you know, something daft like, you know, your money ends up with the people of your country. Mm-hmm. Um, so <laughs> Redistribution of wealth. <laughs> aye, so this is, it is really just a fucking, you know, buying a Premier League club is like the billionaire equivalent of a midnight flat. You know what I mean? Like where 
they'll just basically like get the fucking money out of here as quickly as we can. Um, so it's like legitimate money laundering's happening. Well, I, I mean, aye, that's probably the the way I would describe it. You know what I mean? Like it's been on it's going on since Abramovich through the guy that previously owned Leicester um, before their most recent owner and the family. You know, before the crash, and was it Thaskin Shinawatra or something? The guy's name was the guy from Thailand. Uh-huh. Um, he was extremely dodgy. I mean, you know. Aye, we're going to have like Duarte and like Trump owning clubs, you know what I mean? It'll just be this new place where they can go and just wash all their money. And Aye. as I say, you know, offshore tax havens set up by Britain, the British financial services industry are all, as I say, I implicit in that. Essentially built to facilitate it, not even implicit, like explicitly designed to facilitate this type of money moving about uh-huh. and so long as it's moving in and around Britain and football clubs and fancy hotels and whatever else it happens to be then all the better for them. Aye, exactly. Uh-huh. Same as the transfer market, it's just about moving the money, you know what I mean? And making sure it's not in the one place for too long so that anybody can tax it. Mm-hmm. But know I think what like what you, what you sort of said there about like, oh, something crazy, like, you know, the money going to the people of your country, like really and truly... This is where we're kind of at, isn't it? Is that people <laughs> are making money for like these show pony shit, like buying a football team, buying yep. a baseball team, um, like uh, going to the moon or, you know, whatever it is. <laughs> it's all just show pony. And see, there was something else that happened this week that just solidified this. Did you see the footage of fucking William Shatner? So I, I did. Right. And, and like William Shatner had a real moment. Was about to have a real emotional moment, human moment on camera. This guy has played a character. He's played the character. I yeah. mean, him and Mark Hamill and James Earl Jones, maybe, like, Aye. you know, like, the three biggest space characters, Kirk and Luke Skywalker. Like, this guy has, cl- well, Jeff Bezos has clearly taken this guy into space as, like, a PR event. I mean, the guy's 90 years old. Like, uh-huh. I know they want this to imply that space travel will be affordable and, you know, achievable for everybody so they're sending 90 year olds up into space to prove that you know the years and years of discipline and training that like air force pilots used to have to go through to become astronauts is now a thing of the past because they've made such advances and really they're like firing a capsule at the end of space and parachuting back down uh-huh you know what i mean like, the, the thing that really like just watching it was is that the, the guy's clearly it's been an ambition i mean he's he's been imagining being this space explorer for like what Aye. the majority of his life and he finally gets to go to space and we'll say space in air quotes because they're not actually going to fucking space anyway mm, i mean there's something that's kind of like space they're doing pretty <laughs> much what that guy did in that hot air balloon and jumped out and parachuted back down to Aye, Earth, it's I like think. a stratosphere or something uh-huh. in, you know what i mean he's like, having a real moment and he and he's having an emotional moment and then fuck nugget bezos comes there and starts scooshing a bottle of champagne <laughs> and it just shows you that these people aren't the humans, man. Like, no. they're barely human. Like, he is realising that this megastar, but William Shatner is, I mean, he's iconic. Ah, he's been playing cuts since the 60s. He's stealing you know I mean, his what? fucking press and he wedges himself in with a bottle of fucking Dom Perignon <laughs> and you can actually see the disgust in Shatner's face. I can like, see it. It was, it was tangible, his disappointment. Um, but it's like, what, what are we doing? And, like, these guys like Musk and... Richard Branson and, and uh, Jeff Bezos can kid themselves on and everybody around about them can kid themselves on that they're doing this for humanity. But see, at the end of the day, the American government and the Russian governments did it in the 60s better than what you're doing. What are you actually doing? You're basi- It's like we're basically watching billionaires wank. 
It's like <laughs> they, they, they can't get it up. They need Aye. ten Viagra to get it up now. You know, they're so fucked in the head that now they need to shoot themselves into space to be like, here's how I'll be better than everybody else. And yeah. it's like you're actually just proving to the world how much of a fucking prick you actually are. Like, like especially when you consider that the folks sitting in these warehouses are fucking you know, pissing in bottles so that they don't get docked minutes uh, about their wages and stuff like that. I don't know if I mentioned this in the last podcast, but did you see when he first went and it was like, this is to the everybody who's bought anything or worked at Amazon, <laughs> you have paid for this? I think we did touch on that. Yeah, I, I, we we'll like, I don't think again. that made me happy, that particular one. Aye, it made it even worse. But, I mean, the connection is really like, what we're doing now is... In, We've spoke about it before, like um, Bahamian and Dubai princes building side-by-side buildings to see who can get the biggest building. And really, it's like the modern equivalent of the fucking midlife sports car. <laughs> it's just that they've got so much resource, that the rich have got so much resource now that it's new buildings, spaceships, and fucking football teams. Like, they're buying institutions. Yeah. And, like, if the arse collapses out of economies like these guys are going to drop your football team like a fucking shit they'll just move their money into whatever asset will actually hold its value at that point in time you mm-hmm. know what i mean because like, that's all they're doing the news just moving their assets and you're moving their you know money into an asset that has value for the moment you know what i mean like, mm-hmm. um so i you'll definitely see that but I, I did feel for william shatner you know what i mean like, i've got to say because it was one of the points that i raised uh, i had put to one side when i came in was like we questioned whether or no you know, we were going to have like Rockefeller moments and like Carnegie moments where these guys would push each other to a point where they actually like progress society. And I think when you see, you know, I mean, he's getting fucking champagne sprayed in his face like it's a magnum of fucking Jeff Bezos's spunk, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> and you're just like, this is no like the bold new frontier. This no. is no where man has, you know, never gone before sort of thing for, you know, the Star for Trek sure. balance, you know what I mean? Like, I think for Star Trek fans as well, like, I've never been a Trekkie. And obviously, there's been modern versions like new Next Generation that mm-hmm. I watched at a habit, and because it was on at a time we had four TV channels, <laughs> exactly, <laughs> and that was one of them. And everything else at six was news at that time, um, and then Discovery, which have been really good, like a sort of modernization. Aye. But talking to people that we've like common mates, whatever, that have been into Star Trek, one of the big ideas that Star Trek really perpetuates is is that. In the future, humanity is going to really need to come together mm-hmm. and we're going to really need to go and explore. And I think it's kind of metaphorical when I mean, you could take yeah. it as that we're going to explore these new frontiers together and um, there's there's different races. I mean, I think that one of the first interracial kisses on screen happened between Ahura and Kirk in the 60s. Um, obviously, there's been a lot of jokes about like him kissing aliens and all that, that yeah. type of thing. But I think they were really symbolic at the time and yeah. sort of like the 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 civil rights movements and stuff and I think a lot of the TV execs were kind of you know try to reject it but they stuck to their guns but it, I really think that talking to people that are Trekkies it's like this idea that the future is bright and that we will come together and we will stop fighting each other mm-hmm. and actually we'll be peacekeepers within yeah. if there are other other species in the galaxy I will let go of our egos which exactly is not what Jeff Bezos was doing when f- he was squishing him in the face with Dom Perignon in fact he took the main like. character of that and kind of like slapped him in the face live aye. on TV man Literally. it was kind of symbolic in itself aye it was aye it was like you know hiring a bloody clown to come and play a birthday party then balking him out in front of the entire audience you know what I mean mm-hmm. like, um, aye it was pretty grim so it was like and if I was William Shatner I would not be in any mad rush to be dealing with Jeff Bezos again anytime soon mm-hmm. you know what I mean like, but at the same time it's one of them, you get in bed with guys like that, you know, 
you're playing their game. They play with fire, you, you know get I mean, burnt, like, unfortunately. But would, would, would anybody be able to resist it? I, I'm not entirely sure. I don't even know if he may, he may be paid. He may be even paid. I mean, they're talking about charging like quarter of a million quid to send people up. And the first passenger, so that he might have even fucking paid for it. And uh, quite possibly. And if that's the case, it's even worse that he get paid to realize his dream, but then have it fucking scushed in his face <laughs> like ten seconds later after a billionaire fuck nugget. You know what I mean? Like, Aye. and there is a lot of like sort of nihilism about billionaires and the billionaire class and and blah blah blah. And, um. I think like quite a lot of the nihilism's kind of misplaced, and that people think that they're deliberately, you know, like doing these things. And, mm-hmm. and I think the only thing that they're really doing is competing with each other, and it's a different, it's a whole new playing field of competition between yeah. these people. But the the nihilism comes in, or the realization that these people are just idiots. Like, I mean, Elon Musk. If you watch any interview that that guy's done, like he is, he's not, he's barely human as well. Like. So They've certainly lost connection with something that used to make them human. You know what I mean? Whether that was ever there with some of them, I've got no idea. But mm. when you see the types of eye behaviour that we're talking about now, where it is literally just about throwing money about to, you know, essentially your and ego when, aye, you know, you can't go and buy a fucking carton of milk in some places. How do we f- how, you know what I mean? I mean, we've, we've definitely flung ideas backwards and forwards, but... How do we stop this? Like it takes the absolute shit right. out of them. It needs to end. <laughs> like, like it, it pure, it totally needs to end. And see, of late, like talking and thinking about this, I, I hate that I'm starting to like, lean towards like one world tax, where mm. it's like we need like one currency, one tax system. Like this whole compartmentalization is what people do to actually control things and get things yeah. their own way and keep the status quo mm-hmm. and to break it. It seems like. Um, we, we kind of need to get into a place where everybody gets on the same page and that there's just a, a standard taxation that happens. I mean, I, I can definitely say that that would be something that I'd be up for at least exploring. I don't know what the logistics it would be, to be honest with you. You're always going to have places like Ireland or Guernsey or, you know, Cayman Islands, Delaware, all these other places that deliberately you know, set up their tax structures in a manner that makes them attractive to... Look at Texas. ...these big companies and stuff like that, so... It's been like a mass migration uh, of people for LA to Texas, and it's really to avoid tax, because Biden's come in and went, right, well, the, the state senator that get voted in is like, we're putting the, the income tax up, and mm-hmm. for people, obviously LA's a fucking rich city, yeah. for people like comedians, actors, media people, that means, you know, no making 20 million next year, it means making 15 million, and they think, do you know what we'll do? I'm going to uproot my family and I'm going to move to Texas. Is this why, is this why Rogan has moved? Oh, 100%. And right. some of the fucking vitriol that's come out about why they're doing it and the homeless people now, it's like, go away, take your head for a fucking steep, man. You're literally trying to save some money. Like, it's so clear, like, that mm. it's an exercise in saving money. Do you know what's hilarious? They're all moving back. Now that the pandemic's gone, it's, it's been an exercise in mental illness, mate. Like, because now they're all going, oh, shit, there's nothing in Texas. <coughs> I need to go back to LA. So there's like that thing in um, Get Shorty, where, you know, John Travolta's character rocks up in the mummobile, the pure people carrier. And, like, Danny DeVito's like, you're, you're pretty cool, and you're driving one of these, like, people carriers. And he's like, I whatever. And it's just a scene in the movie where it's the last car left when he was renting a car or something stupid like that, right? <laughs> and then by the end of the movie, everybody's <laughs> driving about Hollywood in these, you know, black SUV sort of people carrier things, you know right, what I mean? Yeah, like right. where that, that moment of like, 
you know, the, the idea infects everybody else. And I think that's what you're doing. They've all fucked off to Texas, now they're all fucking off back. And it's just, just another, like, celebrity trend into it. Aye, mate, there's somebody that I follow on Instagram, they've not even got, like, their podcast studio in that set up, and they're, like, they've stripped out their units, sold their house, took their kids, and they've been there for, like, three, four months, and now they're, like, I need to go back. Because they're having to commute every day. For Texas, for Texas to, LA. to LA. to get their work done. Oh it's, like, God. oh, like... I I think like during the pandemic that itself is ridiculous. Right. You know what I mean? I what? mean, mate, the Rogan's private jetting people at today's podcast in Texas. In Texas, insanity, like Aye. absolute insanity is happening, and it's been. I think it's been COVID that's mm-hmm. triggered it. I mean, obviously, like the pandemic's probably made a lot of people take a look at their life and go, "I'm not happy with this. I'm not happy with that." But I think it's also as we're seeing on mass. Causing a lot of people to just sort of like their house of cards has crumbled underneath them. Oh, aye. You know what I mean? Did Definitely. You, um, see the footage of the boys in the in the, ho- uh, the hospital yesterday? With oh, is this documents? the ones that were doing the, they were like the fucking independence rebellion guys who were like, I'm here to report a war crime. It was aye, that type exa- of shit. Aye, exactly. Aye. Aye. Guys, I mean, I don't mean to be, you know, judgmental, but dudes in fucking Puma tracksuits claiming to be. <laughs> saying that she's got a legal obligation to take it because it's a legal document that and, and he's serving her papers and it's like and a hospital he doesn't even understand what he's talking about like it's Aye. it's it's insane mate. he's just regurgitating absolute fucking nonsense mm-hmm. but they can't that um a couple of weeks ago stormed edinburgh castle we're here to claim Edinburgh Castle back under the rights of the Magna Carta and blah 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 and like oh mate had like three minutes there was like ten of them standing in the in the main sort of courtyard at Edinburgh Castle being like we claim this for the people of Scotland and it was it was just the most cringe shit I've ever seen in my life so it's like mm-hmm. and you get it as well it, you know it's maybe another part of this whole like people collapsing throughout the course of the pandemic that you're talking about and you know. That hospital thing, along with Edinburgh Castle, along with the, you know, even like the insulated Britain characters that are like sitting on motorways because stopping one person for getting their ways to school in the morning is the same as fucking saving the planet. And you're like, you know, pick pick a better fight, you know what I mean? Like, Aye. But the actual behaviour of people has significantly twisted in a few folk, like where I, you know, their grip on reality has definitely slipped, and I think for sure, mate. maybe being locked up in the house for eighteen months with only their own thoughts to, you know, keep them has maybe not panned out so well for some it, folk. I, you know absolutely, I mean? you're so right. You're bang on. I think it's it's been a combination. I don't even think it's even that sort of like people's own thoughts. I think that there's that, and it's combined with the fact that all their internet channels are all just screaming back positive feedback with these. With any idea, it's not even with nonsense Aye. ideas. Like, if I've got a bunch of people that believe what I believe in and I cite it out there, they're obviously going to come back and go, "Why you're right. So I think it's, it, it's um, like, people are talking about, like, one of the big advantages of the internet and blah, blah, blah is that people can come together and we can find their own people. And like, maybe having a, a mix of people is, like, a, a real, real good thing because, I mean, we're even seeing, I mean, people are just shutting down a opposite ideals that they believe it's not even like people can't even critically think anymore like um i seen something um you know saying that just because dave Chappelle only stand-up special i don't know if you've watched it i've not watched it yet i've seen the other sort of five specials prior to this one um and obviously get that there's been a kick up with um netflix employees about 
platform and somebody who is apparently transphobic mm-hmm. um and that they did a walkout i think in recent days not necessarily about dave Chappelle, but more about how netflix itself dealt with like their complaints about the issue which is fine but it's just totally fine if people people think that they love platforming a transphobe and they don't want to do that that's fine um watching it i can understand why people think it's transphobic but it's no for me like it refers to itself as a turf and he's, he's essentially like satirizing a lot in a lot of respects one of the previous ones i'd watched so i watched the first episode where it came up and he made a couple of trans jokes and then he, he you know he knew that that got to people and had like some one-liners that he bashed out and then kind of basically like moved on there was a bit of a kick up about it after the first special and then i think in the third special he went back to it um but in, when he went back to it see if you take like the jokes or the punchlines out of the equation and actually listen to his words because he tells stories, Dave Chappelle, very like, you know, Billy Conley-esque in that sense where he takes what he wants to say and packages it in a funny story. Um, and when in, in the third special, I've seen the section where he talks about transgenders and a transgender fan who wrote to him and stuff like that. And he was just basically like, none of this up here is real. Like, you know, I'm sorry that you have been offended by the fact that I made these jokes, but they're jokes. Like, I'm, I don't have anybody in mind. You know, he's a devout Muslim. He's very, like, in touch with himself emotionally, like, when you hear him talk. And it's no... You can't have this the type of insight and the type of, you know, sort of self-consciousness that that guy's got and actually be a bigot. Like, I just don't see it myself. So, as he's saying controversial stuff, I is. But that's what he's doing. When we were talking about Janie Godley the other week, girl, and I said, well, look... On that stage, when you're out there applying your trade as a stand-up comedian, you have the protection that that is your job and you're out there. And if people want to come and pay and see you, then that's their choice. And like Dave Chappelle's got the exact same thing where off the stage, is there a single thing that anybody can point to that's no an obvious joke? I don't think there is. You know what I mean? Like the guy is, you know, his philosophy is very sort of peace and love in a lot of respects. For sure. You know what I mean? Within the special as well, you know, with it fucking... No spoilers, like, no, like, gonna say any of the punchlines or any of the jokes. I'm gonna be able to do them justice anyway. But he talks about how within the turf community is like mania. Aye. And, he, and he's like, and he doesn't refer to himself as a turf. He says that if the, if, if the, the definition of being trans, being a turf is that you believe that sex and gender are linked and that you don't have a choice and it's biological, then he's just like, that's what I believe. And that's it. Like, that's mm-hmm. all that he really says. And if somebody's like, well, that's transphobic because the World Health Organization and the latest science is saying that that is not true, that, yeah. you know, sex is a biological thing that you're born with and mm-hmm. then gender is an identity and a choice, mm-hmm. then that just makes Dave Chappelle wrong. It doesn't even, it makes him ignorant. It doesn't, I don't think it makes you transphobic to go, well, here's my opinion. I think that's an opportunity to go educate the guy. Yeah. Don't shut him down. Like the thing that, that that really worries me about this is is that there are there seems to be a growing like a protected sort of class of people, and it's and it's it's all about identity. It's like 
if I am a Catholic, I should be the only person that expresses any opinion on Catholicism. And it's like, it can't be like that. Mm -hmm. You can't make it so that it's only the people within the community that can comment on the issues within the community because yeah. then you're not going to get any counterpoints. And I don't agree with Dave Chappelle. And actually, when he was sort of talking about it, I was like, kind of like, oh, no. Like, he's, he mentions J.K. Rowling. And you're mm -hmm. like, go and look at what these people are doing online. They're actually like making it part of their identity to to believe this, which yeah. isn't right. And guys like the guy, the father One dead guy I that we talk about, that become uh, extremists. Uh -huh, a, a, a car backfires at Glasgow mm -hmm. Green. He hits the deck because he's like, my life's under threat for talking about trans the, the trans issue. And you're like, mate, you're paranoid, delusional, like yeah. mentally unwell that needs help. But Dave Chappelle, he, he tells a, an amazing story about a trans friend that committed suicide mm -hmm. because of the hate that she got online and. He's in and he's like the pronouns. I'm fine with that. You know, it's all this. I, I don't. I don't understand what's transphobic about it, mm -hmm. other than expressing a personal opinion that is goes against what the science and what the the sort of health community says. So he's just wrong and ignorant. It's like um, if some. I don't. I. It's just. I think it sums up here, best you know? when in one of the previous C um, specials that I watched, it was like, "I'm all for you being whoever the fuck you want to be, but I don't really see." how much I need to give a fuck about what you want to be. Like, who you want to be is your business. Like, go and live your mm -hmm. life. Go and be free. Go and express or, you know, be whoever you want in whatever way you want. But, like, that's your business. Like, don't expect me to be, like, sitting here waving flags for you because, you know, I've got main shit on. And that was uh -huh. kind of like one of the explanations he gave where he was like, do you know what, I've got nothing against anybody. Mm -hmm. Like, and I, I genuinely believe he is a guy who is... Conscious of prejudice and bias and all these other things, like, of course. Um, how could they not be considered of his race? You know, ah, exactly. Mean, like, but at the same time, on the other side of that sort of protected class you're talking about, I definitely think there is an element of that where, you know, to be part of a society, you know, which is what a lot of marginalised people are asking for, want to be in included, want inclusion, um, and for that to be the case, there are positives and negatives of being. I'm, you know, contributing member of society, you yeah. know what I mean? Like, and although you may maybe have increased visibility of trans people and their issues and, you know, why their rights are being infringed on, because they are, like, they're, you know, legislatively speaking in the UK and in the US, like, there are huge steps being taken to roll back, you know, legislative gains that, you know, trans and gay people have had. Um, so there is a battle on in that respect, you know what I mean? Like, the fanatical sort of wailing and sort of national teeth that goes along with it um is a bit cartoonish in some respects you know like when you think of Gwynehan and you know all the rest of it and I think you know somebody like Dave Chappelle he looks as though he's gone down the path that these people have went down uh -huh. and we'll be directly referencing because he will have absolutely done his research as part of writing his actual set you know what I mean like there's not a word that he says during any you know, stand-up show that probably has nearly, like, 100% deliberate mm -hmm. and, like, specifically chosen to have the impact that it had because that's his fucking job, you mm -hmm. know what I mean? Like, but being part of society means that if people are going to have criticism, people, so long as it's no abuse, so long as it doesn't wander into illegal, you know, that difference of opinion, that different belief that you're talking about, like, you, you need to be open to it, you know what I mean? Like, because that's, that's the price of entry, you know what I mean? Like, you know... Guys like Chappelle will have had, you know, jokes about race, jokes about politics, jokes about money, sex. You know, I mean, I've watched the guy since, like, Chappelle show. You know what I mean? Like, nobody 
gets a pass. You know what I mean? Aye. In terms of his comedy. And For I would sure. say, and in some respects, the fact that somebody like Dave Chappelle is spending the time trying to, like, I don't know, intellectualise what he thinks and feels on the issue shows that he considers them and their issues on a par with all the other issues in society in a certain respect. Uh, you know absolutely. I mean? Like, I mean, one of the things that he does that I don't agree with is that he, he wants to sort of like play the sort of civil rights mm -hmm. movements, the different civil rights movements half against each other. And I think that's quite a lot of what the sort of turf community are really doing is that, like, well, hold on, women don't have other rights yet, so why are we now shifting the focus onto this other community? No realising that we're all kind of uh, a victim of patriarchal, capitalistic sort of ways that we've kind of developed over the last 200 years, maybe even further than that, way, mm -hmm. way further back, but that if they're all they're all looking for the same thing like it's all it's all the same fight mm -hmm. and this is what the status quo wants you to do they want you to fight against each other and yeah. try and jostle for position like i was saying to somebody the other day remember watching a, a documentary in, or a podcast where somebody was saying i don't understand why mexicans are so racist towards black people and why black people are so racist towards mexican people and they were using sort of circumstantial evidence for that there was no it was a very general sweep and, yeah. and i get that but there is definitely like a, a weird thing that happens where people want to punch down they, they don't feel like they can punch up mm -hmm. so they start punching down it's not everybody that does that but yeah i was saying that it's kind of feels like the same thing it's kind of like well wait a minute We've no had our full bill of what we were looking for. Yeah. And now this new wave of people are coming and, and, and it's definitely happening amongst sort of the L, the, the LGB alliance where it's like lesbian game, a section of lesbian game by people are kind of like, we want our rights before we start to look at them. And it's kind of like, it's the same fight. It's the same fight. It, their, their one will be your one. Mm -hmm. Like, if, if we get it for every... It's about egalitarianism. This is about Aye. fighting for the rights of every when single When we talk about equality, person. it should be without caveats. It should, it should be without a queuing system. You know what I mean? Like, where whether have equality or we don't. We don't have steps towards equality, or well, I suppose we do, but we don't have that framework that we can use to be like right you're number three in the queue you're number four in the queue and you know we'll get to you when we're done with these guys you know what i mean like that's not how it's supposed to work um <clears throat> but i i i love david Chappelle. i think he's so one of the greatest comedian. i mean he's up there with bill hicks and guys like carlin and stuff like that like i think he's an intellect and like a thought process that just I think most people and I, and I'm, there's times where I don't understand it because there has been times where I've watched these specials and had to really like go back over some of this and like watch it again and, and have a think about what I think he's trying to say other interviews and stuff like that and I am convinced that at the point where he made the jokes about and sort of third episode the third special where he was like look here's this person wrote to me blah 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 she's just nipped it at that point you know what i mean like because uh, i'm not interested in hearing him moan about cancel culture when he's got like a six-part netflix special you know what i mean like nobody's canceling him he is literally standing on stages going i think it's gonna be another couple of years before i do this again but i can't be fucked dealing with you guys and like he's you know what i mean he's actually going to his audience and being like i don't want to be here talking to you 
Uh-huh. You know well, I mean? this like, one's he's kind of saying that this is it. Aye, he, he says that in everyone, but aye, what he does. Like, well, he's called it. Did they not call this one the closer? The closer or something. But I think it'll be the closer of that series, especially. Aye, I think, think that's his Netflix contract finished, and aye. and I think he, he can he can sort of like move on. Like I I um um what you just said there is is that watching this guy challenges how you think, mm-hmm. and whether or not you agree with him or no, I think if you're challenged in your thought processes. And you, you consider it a wee bit and you you can think critically, kind of like what I was saying earlier, and you can come to either a reinforced same conclusion or a new, slightly different mm-hmm. or a completely different. I think there's nothing but positivity in that, but this is what's going back to, like, see when I, I was thinking, when you were talking there and I was sort of thinking, of, like, you had the picture in my head, it's like the bit in Gladiator where Joachim Phoenix's character's watching the sort of the jesters take the piss out of him and instead of sort of thinking about how he's acting because ultimately it leads to his death right and, he yep. like, and I know what I don't even know if that's a fucking true story but it, it what they're doing is is they're, tr- they're basically commenting on what they see they're not taking the piss out of him he's upset at the way that they're portraying him but they're portraying him in the way that they see him <laughs> yeah so it's kind of like that it's kind of like well if, if you if you have if you watch this sort of art or uh, this sort of like output content that challenges how you think and it sort of changes or it reinforces how you think already like that's a positive thing but people get so butthurt about it and people get so upset they're so triggered with their emotions and can they deal with their emotions what they want is to shut it down and it's not gonna work like in, in fact what's happening what you see is is that places like YouTube are platforming real transphobic comedians because the worry I think for people is is that maybe Dave Chappelle, like maybe like a rational sort of standpoint, Dave Chappelle's not a transphobe, but there are real transphobic people that hide behind that sort of oh, aye. aye, and have done since forever. He's you gave know? them cover. Aye, and I think that's why I was saying I think he should have just nipped it in the bud after the third special because I get the point he was initially trying to make. I get that he was trying to discuss these issues in a sort of equal manner to the other issues that he discusses. But I think he's probably doubled down one too many times on it because when we're having the same conversation in like three or six of these specials, then maybe he needs to like mix the material up a wee bit. Mm-hmm. So as I say, I don't fully agree with him. I definitely don't think he's a bigot. I definitely don't think he's a transphobe. I think he's tried to push the envelope in his work uh, based on the reactions. And I think as he's continued to do that, has maybe missed the mark towards the end. Mm-hmm. But he's still like probably the, the best goat. probably the best living comedian on the face of the planet. For sure, mate. You know I, mean, I mean, like, aye, he's definitely one. He's in the top four or five greatest comedians all time. That first Netflix special where he came back after 10 years was just like absolute fucking tour de force like the oj simpson jokes and stuff like that were just you know where he takes you one direction and then he's just like fucking slamming you straight tell you he was gonna do it i think that's the genius bit he's just like i'm gonna do this aye you totally forget about it man um i so that's the thing is he's he's subtle he's you know articulate he's intelligent he fucks with the formula, he fucks with the format and that's why he's good and i think he's maybe tried to do that in this instance and it's 
you know, it's maybe no panned out the no, way they've hoped. No, no hat. You know no, what no. I mean? Aye, but again, I'll watch it over the weekend. Poor Dave Chappelle's going to go and retire with his 100 million in the bank. And, <laughs> and, and, Back um, to Ohio with his wife and family where he can just sort of chill and smoke weed and whatever. And, you know, it's a hard life. Aye, exactly, that. exactly. Um, so uh, you'd mentioned that, what's, it, what's these protests called? Insulate Britain. Um, I mean... They uh, look fake as fuck to me. It looks so, I don't know, I don't want to go pure tinfoil hat here, but like three pensioners sitting on front of, you know, somebody's school run. You know, I don't get it. It feels like culture war content. It feels like somebody at LBC or the Daily Mail is sending idiots out to go and, you know, get their BVT footage that they can then throw out on Twitter. You know what I mean? I I don't get why a credible sort of climate change organisation would, you know, fuck with the school run and stuff like that. related to Extinction Rebellion? Like, what's the... I've got no idea, to be honest with you, because I found it so hard to take them seriously that other than looking at their videos and being like, pure, you know, I've really not spent an awful lot of time on them because it's like, I've always had, and since Iraq, have had doubts about the effectiveness or even the point sometimes in protest um, because I don't ever really see it meaningfully change an awful lot. Um, this is so even far beyond that that like you know even effective process uh, effective protest is something that I have my doubts about this is completely ineffective protest and I'm like it's so ineffective and so like just I don't get the point in it that I'm like why would anybody come up with a strategy I don't I don't understand it uh-huh I, I mean I'm I'm kind of it, it just like blocking up, up A-roads for, like, you know, rush your traffic. What like, you doing? Like, you actually, like, you're not even engaged in what could be effective within, the, if you're claiming to be, like, an environmentalist and an environmental aye. protester. And, what, like, you don't, you're not even engaging in what would be effective. Like, stopping people driving up and down a motorway is going to do zero <laughs> for, like, the environmental problems that no. we're seeing. Like, there's such huge scales. We need actual fucking change, which is not not going to um, get hit by blocking up a road and, no. and stopping people fucking driving their getting kids to some school. Re- getting some retweets off of LBC. You know 100%. I mean? what, what, what I did find slightly, um, you know, how would I, you know, fucking arsehole clenching or what, what just get, gave me the fear was the, the support for people to drive over them. I mean, this is what feels like the natural conclusion to what's going to happen here or, you know, I hope it doesn't, I really hope it doesn't, but when we've got MPs being, you know, stabbed and, you know, basically murdered for the second time in five years, like, the the, the discourse is already extremely toxic in this country, um, and this is before we start to feel the pinches of real, you know, shortages and stuff like that, mm-hmm. you know, we've got the, the aperitif at the minute where, you know, you kind of get a loaf until, you know, the day after the morrow or whatever, but... As all this stuff starts to kick in, I think that toxicity and that sort of atmosphere is only going to rise as people become increasingly unhappy, especially as COVID seems to be going absolutely off its dinger again, you know, and we're not even really into winter yet, you know what I mean? Health secretaries like 100,000 cases a day, so what? You know what I mean? Like, so I think things are going to get a lot worse in terms of like the discourse and the tone before they get any better, and I, all it takes is one person to be, you know, heavy on a fit or no quick enough on a break or I mean, somebody who it. tries to you know give somebody a fright and it goes wrong and you know somebody Absolutely. ends up under a fucking I mean, white van you know what i mean seen like? it two days ago i think it was reported yesterday it happened the day before 
the woman was nudging her one and a half ton Range Rover Jeep into a pensioner and was applauded. The son reported it as a heroic act. And she was pictured by the son like a fucking Instagram photo shoot, mate. It was a fucking joke. And she and what was even worse was the reaction was good for her. And it's like, oh. like you see, just exactly like you just said there, I slip off that clutch and she would have fucking flattened that old girl. <coughs> She'd have flattened her. Yep. And it's, the media take on it is like protest being problematic is just a government fucking like how into the, like we need to get rid of protesters. How are we going to do it? We're going to focus our attention on these protests and people seem to be getting behind it. Just run out of them. Just hit them with your motor. She done the right thing. She came out and justified it by saying that how dare they stop me for taking my kids getting their education? Like, oh, that is a great that is a that's, great way to justify it to yourself. Aye, that's but that is discussion. That is what's happening. You know what's what happening like? is, and do you know what was even worse, mate? She had on her Instagram account that she's a counsellor. What happened in that moment is she lost control of her emotions, and she decided that she that she would. Hit somebody with her fucking car as light as you want to fucking put it, and, and she was I shouldn't like, laugh, but it is, I know, but it's outrageous. It's, isn't it? it's ridiculous how she justified <clears throat> it to herself, and then when the sun came round with her cameras, she actually stood arse first in front of her jeep, like showing her arse off in front of her jeep. I'll show you. Mate. Oh man, I mean, that is absolutely um, fucking you know wild. What? Fuck it. Nah, um, I was. I wouldn't have seen it in the sun, but I can believe it's, it. It's it's it, but the 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 sort of. The, the just the response to it, mate. I mean, even people on my Twitter were retweeting it and cl claps, and I'm just like, "Where's your head at? Like, <laughs> you like, think that it's all right to hit somebody with a car because they're inconveniencing aye. you? I don't get the point in the protest, personally. Aye, but I don't think anybody should die for participating in it. No, you know what I mean. Like, no, no. And like um, you said, I mean, a slip of clutch, uh, a heavy fit, uh, a malfunction in the car. She would have murdered somebody Aye. and she would have been going to jail for it. We're well. fucking kids in the back. Uh -huh. <laughs> what about their education then when they've watched their mum murder somebody? It's just, you know, I mean, I, mean I can't get my head in that. I cannot get my head in that. I can't get my head in what they think that they're doing with the protest, although I can kind of understand, like, you know, if you, you just want to do something for the cameras, you Aye, know. I don't get why the government's even trying to ban protests. It's been completely ineffective for like 15, 20 years in this country. They just ignore people and get away with it anyway. So. Like, I don't see why we're legislating. Like, why people go and protest? It's, it's probably no something that we want to hear for, you know, the, you know, the, the type of show that we are. But at the same time, that's just my personal opinion, is that I can't remember the last time I actually seen widespread protest actually make a difference in this country. So why we're trying to ban it or why people are potentially going to fucking die for it, especially in such a ridiculous wee tiny microcosm, you know what I mean? Like getting, like splattered across the forecourt and Asda, you know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. Because climate change, you know, it makes perfect sense on both ends, you know what I mean? Like, or doesn't it? Put your says, energy into you know something I mean? actually fucking productive. Like, then what is productive? Know? We've got we've got this COP26 coming, and I'd actually asked the question on it where, and this is maybe like my, you know, sort of negativity that maybe is coming to the fore here, but this is another one of these ones where we've got the entirety of human history in summits and, you know, conferences and you know blah 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 and i'm like so what and i asked the question on the twitter was like what are the actual goals what, what are the objectives of cop 26 because we already have this gold standard paris climate change agreement in mm -hmm. place that some countries 
don't even abide by. Yeah, you know just I mean? ignore it. Just, just straight up fucking ignore it. Um, so I'm like, other than filling all the hotel rooms in Glasgow for a fortnight and disrupting the entire sort of life of the city, like, what is it? What is what we're we actually hoping that COP twenty six is going to achieve? Because mm-hmm. I'm not convinced that it's going to be any more effective than some wee old fucking deer sitting on the road. You know what I mean? Like, uh-huh. I don't get, and it, I, I, maybe I don't. It's rang me to pour water on it before it even starts. But like, you know, we're going to have the, the the Pope and Biden and Johnson and all these other things fly in private jets. I off everybody flying <laughs> all around the world to tell us about how much they love the climate or how much they want to save the climate or uh-huh. you know whatever. I wonder if the, in these situations where the Pope comes to these things, like, I mean, a politician comes to a conference and they'll be sitting in fucking admin rooms and like conference centers and hotels and you know there'll be meetings on meetings on meetings and drinks and dinners and all these other you know sort of things that happen at these events like where does the pope fit in on that is the pope just like chilling in the corner of a room being like people don't like that like no mm-hmm. no try that one again like where where is his relevance to it like they get the same way folk like the queen or whatever it is if she you know she's still here to come to COP in a couple of weeks time um, what's, what's been going on I've seen something about like she was wondering about a walking stick and then she took a right. day off and people were like oh right, okay. and then like I think Nicholas Witchell was cutting about like you know the royal correspondent was cutting about in black and people were like oh fuck um, but it's right. nonsense she was she was back at her desk today but right. th- these people these figureheads like when they come to these events like what you would you know is the Pope coming here to actually expect to like negotiate deals is the Queen is there any of these other heads of states that or, you know, sort of figureheads, like, if they'll know, then what the fuck... What's the point? What's the fucking point I having think, them? I think it's the like, same as the protest. It, it's a show for the cameras, mate. It's, it's about people's egos. And it's, like, advertising. It's window dressing, sorry. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like, and I'm like, so, we're all still fucking burning. Like, what are we actually What are we actually doing, doing about this? Like, you know these mean? are like, the people... The people that are coming here are the people who can actually do something about it. Aye. But what are they doing? Like... It would seem like, I, I don't know if it's maybe, again, just a negative sort of viewpoint on it, it would seem like they're not doing very much. Like I mean, they may very well be doing stuff, you know, they either with this, you know, carbon offset and neutral this and net zero and blah, blah, blah. Right, cool. So, well, we've still got, like, half of the American West Coast on fire, like, mm-hmm. you know, there's droughts, there's, you know, like, what difference are these checkbox exercises making? Oh, yeah, we had... X amount trillion less tons of carbon in there this year. Brilliant. What, what did that actually aye, make? What's what that difference doing? did that make? What? Don't know. I I kind of see actual outcomes when I, when we mm-hmm. have the world on my doorstep. You know what I mean? Like it's all right to go oh, Glasgow, this great city, we love it. Aye, we do. But it's it's the, the equivalent of like teams that rock up at Celtic Park now, you know, there used to be a time where they were terrified and now it's like a pure touristy thing where they come and go, oh, it's a great stadium, it was a great journey, a great trip, and that's kind of like where, you know, we've got an opportunity to actually, like, do something, and what we're going to get is people hovering about Glasgow taking selfies taking and talking photos. about how lovely the city is, Aye. how warm or welcome they go, and, but, and like, cool, what the fuck did we achieve? That's it, mate. The you irony is, is that Boris will be there and... I try to minimise the 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 impact of the Scottish government in Glasgow. Uh-huh. That's going to be an interesting wee aside. So mm-hmm. it's like, but just the, the fact that the coverage will be about how Nicola Sturgeon and Boris Johnson are stepping on each other's toes, or no stepping on each other's toes, or avoiding each other, or whatever it is, and you'll be like, "Cool, we've had five days of that." Now, what was what was the the, the thing we were actually here? Aye, why we, why are we here? Just the fact that in fucking twenty 
2013, 2014, Boris Johnson wrote a fucking article in The Guardian or whatever, The Telegraph, whatever he was a fucking editor or whatever, and citing Pierce Corbin, who's, right. a, who's a climate denier, like so this is brother of fucking Jeremy Corbyn's Corbyn, mental brother, are you? And Boris was talking about how he's a, he's a very reasonable man and his research is very... And you're like, so Boris is basically a climate denier, right? This motherfucker, like, crashed this... Bring it a wee bit, this guy, Corbyn, or Corbyn's brother crashed the fucking sentencing of Sarah Everard's murderer. Now, I know his name, but I'm deliberately not using it. But he was outside that verdict, that sentencing hearing, screaming about fucking tinfoil bullshit. You know what I mean? Like, about what? Uh, like, you know, climate, climate like denial he's, he's and climate, COVID right. and also, and like, you know, people were actually going like, how dare you like mm-hmm. intrude on this girl's justice? You uh-huh. know what I mean? Like, so I think... That's probably all I'll ever need to know about Jeremy Corbyn's brother, other than the fact that he's Jeremy Corbyn's brother. Aye, I mean, I've, I've seen somebody tweet the, the, the Corbyns knew how to produce a nutcase, but um, <laughs> I like I like Jeremy Corbyn. Aye, but okay. it's just, it's, he's a divisive, a divisive figure and, and his only brother's definitely you, a divisive aye, figure. Only if you're terrified by we old men and we cabbage allotments. But aye, aye. And, and notions are uh, equality. <laughs> 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 Which is terrifying to a lot of people, mate. That is actually, aye. Um, but I, I mean, bringing a city to a, san, a standstill, a city that is within a, a, a nation or a political union that's currently struggling to get fruit and veg into supermarkets, shutting it down, putting big massive, I mean, have you seen so the, the, fir- Pope can cut seen the, the barriers down at the, down at the Clyde and, and the big, ma- I mean, basically. So no, yeah, I've seen the aerial pictures of the like rough areas that are going to be closed off at various points, mm-hmm. um, but I didn't pay a lot of attention because I, I don't I've, drive. I had, I had, I've seen people on Instagram, on Twitter, talking about how they're starting to really start to get anxious and panic about how am I going to get to work during this and it's such mm-hmm. an inconvenience and it's such a, it's just, uh, it's just a show pony event. Uh, that's all that this is. Like, you know, like what Barack Obama's coming, and what a former president. Like what power does he wield at this point? He's a Netflix producer. Uh-huh. You know like, I mean? He's what? a podcaster with Bruce Springsteen. Like, <laughs> like, come on, fuck! Like, like you're saying, the Pope. This just kind of feeds conspiracy, and people think that they're actually get more power than what you know, mm-hmm. and they're here to. You know, Aye. it's like the the European version of fucking whatever Grove in America. They're all coming Aye. to do their funny handshakes and negotiate their deals. And the Pope's and working like, his way around fucking meeting rooms in the Hilton. These are like pure. The, I've not read in here. These <laughs> are folk, I mean? folk ops. These are like multi-million pound costing. Like, I mean, this this must be costing the Scottish economy so much money that. Um, but they're just photo opportunities. It's an opportunity to get people in a peer to be doing something. Yeah, like guys like Boris who sit during the COP26 and talk about how it's been very productive and they've made things, but really that guy is a climate denier and, he, and his recent, or his, his history would tell us that. So, mm-hmm. I mean, I think that there's a lot of people, uh, people at Glasgow are kind of angry about this. You know what I mean? I think as well, like... Apart from the people that have got their flats on Airbnb for like two grand a night. <laughs> you know what I, mean? I actually <laughs> seen somebody advertising, I think it was three nights... Like a one bedroom flat somewhere on the south side and it was like 1100 quid and they were pure 15% off you're like <laughs> oh, we're charging fucking 1100 quid Mate, for like 
Everybody hates a landlord, right? Everybody's uh, like, all oh, oh, landlords are bad one. until somebody dangles a grand in front of their nose and they're like, oh, I'll go to Edinburgh and sit in a hotel for three nights. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'll go back to my mum's bedroom. I, I, 100%. Make a few hundred quid. Aye, like, it's, it's weird. It goes back to that sort of Newcastle thing that we're talking about. Like, we've all got these ideas of morality until the actual incentives, the poor incentives, are dangled in front of your faces and then everything just goes out the window. But, but that's no, do you know what? That's not criticism of the individuals. It's more a criticism of the system that enables it. You know what I mean? Ah, and forces, same with the Newcastle fans. You know what I mean? In a lot of respects. Uh-huh. You know what I mean, like, um, yeah. my last couple of weeks would have been slightly less bumpy had I actually just fucking shut up and took the money. But <laughs> I went and stayed with your mom. I, you know, but I, that's that's not how that one panned out. That's so. not going to work. We're currently uh, talking to somebody to come in and talk about this. But I mean, what the fuck is going on with guys? Jumping into nightclubs with fucking syringes and spiking women. Aye, um, it's uh, it's horrible. I mean, I had a direct experience with years ago with an ex girl. Well, she was a recently ex girlfriend at the time. Where we'd only just broke up a few weeks, but we all had sort of communal mates and people in common, and spent you know all our weekends at the garage, and you know it was still common for us to bump into each other on the regular at that point. You know what I mean, like, and um. One night I was in the garage upstairs and uh, our pals came up and was like, she's been spiked. And I was like, what the fuck? Went downstairs, had a look and uh, this lassie that was just gone completely, mm-hmm. just like a ragdoll. Uh, and I had to basically take her to the Royal that night, like carry her out of the garage into a taxi to accident emergency and, and basically get her sort of checked out the ones who are and probably had to like fucking... Whatever, six, seven in the morning trying to get her, you know, sort of squared away and back up the road, sort of hang like and it was terrifying. You know what I mean? And that was me just there witnessing it. So what you would actually feel going through that, you know, you're enjoying your night, you're there with your pals, you're feeling safe, you feel comfortable, and then all of a sudden you lose just all control of your bodily function because what somebody wants to take advantage of you because you know, you're asleep because they can't do it any other way. I don't know. Like it's something that makes absolutely no sense to me and I think it is probably important that we have this conversation because there might very well be blind spots that maybe you and I have on this where you know I've very much been at the school I thought previously well that's not me what the fuck has that got to do with me mm-hmm. I don't behave like that mm-hmm. but again it's become pretty obvious that the issue is is bigger than that and you know maybe you know there are like micro aggressions what the fuck you know like blind spots we areas where you know, we could learn something and actually improve our attitude and and be, you know, more conscious of these issues. You know what I mean? Like, up until very recently, I just did not get how terrified women were of being out about. I mean, you hear stories. We had, a, a, again, another mate that, you know, years ago was a, a victim of an abduction and stuff like that. Um, that story's terrifying, mate. I, I mean, I, uh, I, I, I remembered that recently mm-hmm. and was like, right, like, what? You know, like, somebody that we knew get grabbed and when she reported it to the police they found a woman chained to a fucking radiator in the guy's house it's like i mean the friend that we had was lucky to get away yeah but i mean to think that within mavis bank gardens literally like fucking 10 minutes walk away from the studio in glasgow city center yep there was a woman chained to a fucking radiator and a serial rapist kicking about less than 15 years ago and um that terrifies me never mind yeah. and, and i'm and I, and you know <laughs> I'm not going to get abducted and, you know what I mean, like, that's never going to happen to me. But just the idea that that's happening in your doorstep 
it's kind of terrifying in itself, yeah. you know, to think about my girlfriend being out. And I wouldn't think twice about her, like, being like, I'm going to go out with my mates. I wouldn't even, it wouldn't even cross my mind that she would get spiked. It wouldn't even cross my mind. No. Never mind getting fucking syringed. Like, somebody fucking I've seen stories of this, I. Like, this is, this is because in, in the past, very recent future, there's been a lot of outing of people videoing. Mm-hmm. Like, guys dropping, like, pills and, and I quite a lot. I've seen one where Twitter were like, we need to find this guy. And he was found within a couple hours as the yeah. power of the internet, you know? And um, people that are fucking smarter than me, for sure, that, that do these things and, like, geo tag and know how to Aye. sort of pinpoint people but um to think that now that these fucking scumbags are resorting to actually like i mean I, it's bad enough that you're dropping a fucking drug into a drink but to go about with a needle i mean you you could end up killing somebody Aye, you it's... could give them anything with that you know like um it, it actually like it kind of makes me feel ashamed to be a man, mate. Like, to think that there's guys out there that are so entitled to sex, mm-hmm. that they think that they're so entitled to this, that they've got a right. And somebody had screenshotted a tweet where a guy was like, if you don't want to get spiked, don't go out. And it's like, mate, you need Fuck you up, need a straitjacket. You're either a troll, and in which case you need a fucking slap. You need somebody like your daddy be like, what the fuck are you all about? You know what I mean? Or you're actually one of these wee fucking incel fuckers that think that they do have a right to it. Aye. Some sort of like fucking born right to, sh- to have sex with women. And like you're saying, you can't even coach yourself through to get the social skills to do it. So what you do is, is you resort to violence. And like, I mean, see if I found out that one of your mates was fucking jumping about fucking jagging Oof. women, mate. I, I, would, I don't even know what I'd do. I'd, I'd, I'd dread to think about it. I would like to think that I would want to fucking tell their head off, but um, uh, I think that I would be so shocked. I don't even know how I would fucking react. I know, I I'm amazing in that respect. Like, but just the, every time I hear people's stories, I it just, it gets worse. You know what I mean? I'm just mm-hmm. like, this isn't, you know, you kind of forget about it. You kind of like, you hear stories, per, mates, girlfriends, friends, girlfriends tell you stories about how they've been assaulted. Um, and I don't think I know one female that has went through life without either being groped. Mm-hmm. You know, on, on the low level, wolf whistled or comments being made Aye. through the stages of jokes and, and groping and right the way through a, a following fucking rape and sexual assault that happens. And, and that is every single female that I know I could, could tell you a story. Oh, I And... Like it is genuinely our job to speak about this, like, mm-hmm. and like you're saying, to notice these micro things. Like we've had, I mean, I think we did a chat about it in a podcast when we first started, and then between the two <coughs> years, there were, and you, I doubt any of our mates even listen to what we were fucking talking about. But there was screenshots going backwards and forwards as we started to go. This is what people are talking about. Like so we all know, there's we all like within our friends group, there are people that show these very there's never been anything other than you know i've seen the pyramid of like sort of rape culture okay and it's always been the bottom ring of the ladder that mm-hmm. we've brought up as examples to each other to be like that's a bit of a red flag aye um but uh i to hear women be like you know i need to assume that every man's get bad intentions because that's horrible man. some men do have bad intentions and it's impossible for us to spot when people have good and bad intentions that's when yep. i start to go like 
I'm like, okay, wait a minute. And I, even I've noticed, mate, like when I'm, you know, we, we're both big men, you know, and we're both quite outspoken and, and quite confident, you know, very much so as far as like the spectrum of confidence goes. And, and I've noticed sometimes when you're walking down the street and um, you just, people don't even look the road that you're on and, and you can actually see... Aye the sort of like fear going through them and you're just like fucking hell man like mm-hmm. I don't want to be part of this <laughs> like no, I want to be part of this fucking solution honest you know? and say there has been times I've been walking you know through town or whatever at night and be conscious of another woman and cross the road or whatever you know what I mean like made sure I walked by them you know overtook them as quickly as I could so that they could see me in front of them rather than hearing me behind them and stuff like that. Those are things I've definitely done in the past, but at the same time, I, it's, it's rang that, you know, women live with this type of fear. You know, when we were talking about the examples, like I think the figures recently were like one in four women have been, you know, subjected to, you know, direct like physical assault, or, you know, groping or worse. Um, and it's, it's absolutely horrifying. You know what I mean? Like, I think one of the biggest things I'm trying not to do is think about it in terms of like my wife and daughter because I think that's one of the things we go well. I want this to be you know a better thing for my daughter. You know, no, we just want it to be better. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. And I, I think we definitely need to get into like what we can do. You know what I mean? Like I think if we can get the guests that we've been talking with, there's also elements of you know the sort of police culture and stuff like that that we can address as well. Hopefully, um, because you know they're a big big problem here in terms of their institutional and again maybe no deliberate maybe it is i mean we've had horrible examples of you know group chats about sarah everard and you know obviously you know jokey selfies being taken with like victims of you know immigrants who were killed in london uh you know they were getting posed with selfies for the police and you know there's maybe an argument for like you know that sort of gallows humor where you see all this horrible stuff Every day, you know, part of how you cope with it is to, you know, joke about it in the privacy of your own we clique, your own we group or whatever it is. And I don't think that flies anymore. No. Um, I think, you know, they need to have a look at themselves and, and uh, you know, flagged on a bus or fucking ask the officer why you're being stopped. I mean, have you ever been stopped by a police officer? I mean, I'm a guy and, like, the notion that you're going to be like, what are you pulling me for and expect to get like an actual answer for a police officer is coming for somebody who's clearly never spoken to a police officer well, you know what I mean, I, mean I had my own personal experience of that within the last couple of years where they pulled up in the west end and I was like if, can I ask what your reason is and they just drove away and mm-hmm. I was like what happened there Aye. what the fuck happened there like they just pulled up and like oh, blah 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 I was like excuse me can we have a word and I was like if you get a reason for stopping me, and they just get back in their motor and drove away. Aye. And I think it's like, the, I mean, I was like, I, I went home and was just like, kind of forgot about it. Mm-hmm. But it, they, I mean, I don't know what that, I don't know what my, my, my sort of point there is, is that like, they've got they, they've no good reason to stop people. Like, they, they don't need to, I mean, there's like, the, the, the police in Glasgow very recently have not covered themselves in glory uh, anywhere on this you know what I mean? I, like the, I, pro- protests that were kettled and then disrupted by the metropolitan police down south to you know some mm-hmm. of the issues they've had up here you know uh-huh. i get a genuine feeling that when that happened 
that when they got out of the car and looked and, and were kind of like, oh, all right, okay, and I was like at least a foot taller than both of them, and also I didn't shit myself. I was mm-hmm. just like, can I ask why you're why you're stopping me? And I didn't do it in a confrontational way. I was genuinely yeah. like, why am I being stopped here? Aye. I'm walking along Woodlands Road. I stay here. It's late at night. Aye, but why are you stopping me? And, and they because they'd no reason. They've just went off. Oh, fuck. This isn't somebody that we're going to intimidate. Let's just go away. Aye. What were they? What, what were they going to do? They're Search me. F- fishing to see if you were stupid. Aye, and like you know, what I mean, maybe like... maybe I'll get a look like I smoke weed. Well, aye, absolutely. A day. So maybe they've been thinking, oh, we'll fucking <laughs> pat them down and and we'll find something on them. But like to for police officers to have in very recent times, you know, murdered women, and for the the advice to come for the official source to be like question them. What, are they going to just go? police officers on that guy, on that guy's squad, and sorry, I nearly said his name there. There was police officers on that guy's squad who were giving character witnesses statements in his defence. And he did nicknamed the rapist. Mm-hmm. Did they know? Like, he had, the, the, he, had the, the, he had the, he was the creep. Right. And so... I hadn't heard that. No, there was like a, a thing about when he was doing his training, they referred to him as the rapist. That wow. was like his that was like his nickname. And he was like the creep of the squad, and yet they still come out and defend them. So it's it's I mean, the, these institutions have had decades, if no centuries, of lack of accountability, and now they're being held to account. We're getting to see the flaws in it, and mm. that actually they're human beings with a power trip, and what type of people does that institution attract? I mean the and, figures on Instances of domestic abuse within the, the Metropolitan Police Force are found just absolutely staggering. I mean, like, hundreds a year. And you're like, what? Surely this is something that should exclude anybody from serving in the police force. Mm-hmm. You know, whether it's before, during, or after their service. Like, you know, how are they... You know, because there clearly are still guys who have been involved in domestic abuse incidents are still serving on the force. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like... And I just don't get how that's even possible and how then the public can then trust that these guys can then be relied on when, you know, these situations occur. Mm. But again, hopefully that's stuff that we can get into down the line with, with the guests we've got lined up. Um, but I definitely think it's a, a conversation that we, we definitely need to be having. Because, Aye, absolutely. You know. find it kind of like weird and almost coming to say, we say a lot of it, we know that we're just two white men that are talking about these issues and talking about issues of like, you know, sexual assault amongst women. Maybe it should be a, should be women to talk about. It. Women have done enough talking about this. Like we know, we know what's going on. Like mm-hmm. there's there's no hiding it anymore. So our responsibility, I think, to hold other men accountable. And any guy being like, well, it's no me, and it's like, but it could be you. And even it's just like the racism thing. That, it's no when when we had the Black Lives Matter. It wasn't about being not racist. It was about being anti-racist. And I think we're having that type of sort of watershed moment in terms of this conversation as well, where it's no me needs to be what am I doing to make sure that it's not any is mm-hmm. you know what I mean like, and we're going for being no involved in rape culture to being anti-rape culture in the same way that we went for being no racist to being you know anti-racist in, mm-hmm. in the last year or so and I think that's a, a, a kind of similar sort of trajectory that we're on with this conversation I think that's probably why it's important to have it because there are clearly elements here that you and I have never considered before, and probably a lot of other men haven't considered before. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, and, and we'll wrap up on that. We'll go back to saying that as as a psychologist and as a therapist, like anybody that feels an emotion 
when people are sharing stories of rape or sexual assault, take a look at yourself. Don't go out and project it to these women and tell them that they're wrong or that, nah, I don't do that. It, it, take a long, hard look at yourself. Why is this emotion coming up? Aye. Like, why are you so triggered by people criticising men for mm-hmm. their actions? Like, um, and I think, like, like, I take a look at yourself and I see if you have reaction. done it. Just, just, just hold your hands up and just go, I didn't know. There's no need for you to be like, no, it's no all men. And what can I do about it? Well, Aye. you know what you can do? You can talk to your fucking mates. If, if a group chat message comes through and somebody's, you know, objectifying women, you can, you can just have an individual chat with them and going, I don't really like that, mate. And I think it sort of leads to this Aye. sort of stuff. And if your mates are going, I don't believe that, then fucking get them to fuck. Aye. But I think that reaction you're talking about, that sort of visceral, uh, you know, is something that has become really sort of prominent and sort of, um, you know, dangerous. And we definitely need to start asking more questions when we when we encounter that. You know what I mean? I think when you look in the last couple of weeks about the Lassie and Lenny, whatever, Lenny Soros or whatever it is, the TikTok Lassie who does the Scots Word of the Day. And then we had... Um, the lassie Emma, who's author of Be Good to Your Mammy. They're, you know, Scots content creators, for, you know, as broad a term as possible. Uh, young women, Scottish, and speaking in their sort of native tongues. And, like, some of the abuse they've received in the last couple of weeks is exactly that. You know, how am I meant to understand this? And, you know, that we've spoken about Scots before, so I'm not going to go back into it, but I've seen that reaction you're talking about, that visceral, like, well, hold on a minute, you know, like, and that the anger that comes with it portrayed really sort of clearly in the last couple of weeks through the experience that these young women have went through. Um, did say on Twitter, like, you know, solidarity, but again, you know, they've been victims of just absolute nonsensical fucking overreactions for this knee-jerk that people seem to, like, now have, you know, as part of their instant reaction to thing. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Letting, um, you know, hope they can get a bit of peace and quiet and go on with their lives, you know what I mean? Absolutely, mate. Right, we'll just wrap it up, mate.